He's an old head. Youngins are really starting to get on my damn nerves. He's a purveyor of nonsense. He's a Georgia high school coaching job influencer. His favorite Bible verse is Jesus wept. He's the man of constant sorrow, Chris Lamb. Welcome to Sun Coaches Podcast, day two at the Nike Coach of the Year Clinic in Orlando. And we are here right now today with Coach Zach Darlington from D-Land, Florida. Yes, sir. Coach, glad to have you. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited. Coach, I know you got, you know, I know you get tired of hearing this, but you can't get away from it. You uh, legacy, got to play for your dad, the legendary Rick Darlington. And Couldn't yeah. be with us this weekend because yep. he's world traveling on the He's all over the place now. Clinic circuit. He, and uh People will be glad to know he's not at a Bruce Springsteen concert. <laughs> yeah. He's actually working. He might be. He might have lined it up so he can t- <laughs> tag along and get a get a concert in while he's out there. He's a groupie. <laughs> oh, he is. He's he's a diehard. That's for sure. And um, but anyway, you got to play for your dad at a popka. I did. And uh, what was that like? Oh man, an experience. I'll say that. You know, obviously growing up, getting to be a ball boy. You know, I've got a two year old son now, and he is on the sidelines. He's on the on the field pregame. Loving it, and I've always thought, like, you know, I don't ever want to force them into it. But uh, I realize now with my son what I got to, you know, grow up having and love it, you know, love it. Fell in love with the game, fell in love with – I think I fell in love with the way he runs a program too. You know, I got to see that firsthand, you know, obviously from outside uh, before playing. And then – once I got a chance to, you know, step in and play for him, you know, just given all kinds of opportunities, um, great chance to go and um, play in an offense. It's a little different, a little different that that single wing style offense. No, it's not the one that uh, jumps off the charts for most quarterbacks, but uh, played in a variation of it uh, towards my junior, senior year there. We kind of spread the ball out a little bit and was fortunate to still be the only son that ever brought him a state championship. So I kind of hold that above my brothers, that's for sure. I even threw that in my best man speech to my older brother this past year. <laughs> you probably will never let them forget Oh, absolutely that. not. I told him, I said, you know, Ty, you know, I brought a state championship ring, and I think this might be the first ring you're getting tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. So, yeah, no, it's, it's great getting to have that in the family, you know, played with my older brother. Uh, Ty Darlington, he went on, played at Oklahoma. Um, he's now coaching. He's at Incarnate Word, uh, coached there at Oklahoma, and then went to UF under Coach Napier. Um, so got to watch him really dive into the football the football scene as well. Um, obviously, it's kind of our family career, you know, right. playing out at Nebraska. Um, that's where I played college and watching kids grow up and play there. And I remember one of my best friends, Sam Foltz, you know, he passed away. But when I was telling him, I'm like, you know, Sam, you've got a chance to go be a NFL punter. Like, you know, what are you going to do? And he's like, you know, honestly, I just kind of want to go back and run the farm with my dad. And I'm like, what? And so learning, like, there's these, you know, second, third generation, you know, family trades. Right. You know, we've uh, there's been lots of uh, the Barry boys that played at Apopka, uh, Coach or uh, uh, Sheriff Kevin Barry was a sheriff of Orange County. Now all of his sons are in law enforcement as well. So that kind of family trade, I kind of pushed it away for a little bit, wanted to do my own thing. And I enjoyed doing that. But then 
just realizing with my experience, you know, and what the path that God had kind of brought me down um, with football, I wanted to at least get a chance to use that. So getting involved in coaching football has been has been a blast, and getting to do it with my dad is is the best part. Well, what was it like going to Nebraska, being a Florida kid, going to somewhere that's, I'd say, pretty alien compared <laughs> to what? I mean, it's just a totally different universe. It's very different. It's very different. We uh, actually had still flat. Very flat, very flat. Now, once you get off I eighty, now it starts to get into some rolling hills. Those tractors and combines, they get they get their their work out there. But um, no, so growing up here in Florida, you know, I'm I was a Lake County boy, so I grew up in Umatilla on the lakes, you know, hunting gators, you know, hunting, doing all that. So wearing boots wasn't foreign to me. So when I got to Nebraska. Hey, even better, even better opportunity to wear boots, right? And my buddy, same guy, Sam Foltz, he used to give me hell about, man, you Florida boys wearing these boots. You wear those boots to the beach? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, Florida's not just one giant sand beach. You know, <laughs> like there's central Florida's pretty swampy. Um, and so, no, it's definitely a different area, but absolutely just devout college football uh, culture. I mean, that was honestly what drew me there. Um, Husker Nation was – what I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to get to experience Husker Nation. Um, and so having here in Florida, you got UCF, FSU, FAU, I, you know, FIU, you got Florida, uh, Miami. I mean, you've got all these schools, and there's house divided everywhere. And you go to Nebraska, it's solely Nebraska football. Right. And so that was probably the coolest part for me. It was just an entire state behind you. Yeah, being the head coach, uh, my head coach, we were coming back in last night from the social and there were guys sitting out by the by the pool and we told them we were you know they wanted to know who we pulled for and we're like well we're from georgia and they were like oh okay so i guess you know you're georgia and you know we're talking about it this morning i was like well it's just georgia so much different than than florida because in florida you can have three or four colleges that are really really good we're in georgia it's not going to happen. Right. I mean, the right. odds of Georgia and Georgia Tech being national right. powerhouses at the same time. In this era, yeah. It, it, and they're the same, you know, being D. I mean, now Georgia Southern is D1, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, oh, absolutely. It's just different. So it I get different. what you're saying. There. Yeah, no, and it's what it makes college football fun. You know, I remember I was there during a time where we, you know, we were trying to come back. I mean, Nebraska's still trying to come back to what they were, <laughs> but, um, you know, that was when. Um, you know, we were, you know, barely making a bowl game and stuff, but I had been uh, selected to carry out the American flag, uh, for several years. And I remember getting to stand and be the first one out of that tunnel and the smoke clearing there being 95,000 people screaming every single Saturday. Well, they've had sellouts there for what? I think ever? they're over, yeah, they're over, <laughs> I think they're over 370 consecutive sellouts. So it's, uh, it's, they're going like to come said, no matter what, no dude. matter what, it doesn't matter what the well, Nebraska, what else do they have? To do? I mean, <laughs> See, that's right. what everyone wants to say, but I mean, I guess, yeah, you know, to, to, to your point, but no, I mean, they are, yeah. they are very supportive. Of no, absolutely. They're, they're, they're devout, you know, they're devout, you know, through, through it all. Um, they weather everything with you and that's what makes it a, a special place, you know, and, and who was your head coach when you were there? So I was recruited under coach Pelini. Um, you know, honestly, he reminded me a lot of my dad, very fiery, uh, very, um, aggressive coaching uh, style, but 
at the same time, though, you knew that he cared about you and he loved you and he'd go to bat for you with anything. And um, then uh, finished out my years there under Coach Mike Riley. Who was the best guy you played with while you were at Nebraska? So on either side of the ball, like that, you just went, "Oh my God, that dude is." So I mean, there's still legit. several dudes that are in in the league, um, but probably the first that was just a freak athlete that jumped off the table. You know, I I was kind of your short white, you know, scramble, run around, quick quarterback. And I thought I was fast. You know, I, 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 my best 40 time, I had clocked a 4-4, and I'm like, I can move. And I remember there was one play. We, uh, we ran a on, – I'm on scout team. We ran a jet sweep, like quarterback throwback. And so I kind of sell it, you know, hand off the sweep and just kind of nonchalantly kind of walk off, you know, let like the plays going the other way and then take off run down the sideline. And as I'm running, I'm like – the ball's in the air. I'm thinking, oh, this I beat this so bad. And out of nowhere comes this Paul swats the ball down. And the, that defensive end, Randy Gregory, he was all of six foot five. He was the f- most freak athlete I've ever seen. I mean, he's like an alien creature. <laughs> he's fast, long, explosive. Um, I mean, he would just bench press. Thought you were back dude. in a pop. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And that's where I realized, you know, it's uh, definitely a different game. But then Malik Collins as well. He's with the Texans right now. You know, got to watch him. You know, unfortunately, they, uh, they got knocked out. But he's been having a great career. Started off with the Cowboys. Um, but he is one that – you know, he's a nose guard, and he's playing. He's 300-plus pounds coming off the ball, and I remember running for my life from that guy. And I'm like, dude, I thought I was fast, but it don't, it don't matter when you get to that next level. Um, but then Jordan Westerkamp, he was one. He had all those. He went viral on the catch behind his back on the sideline where the ball got tipped. He just instinctively threw his hands behind his back, caught it, got both feet in bounds, just always had a knack to go and find the ball. Um, great route runner. Um, think you know he was plagued by some injuries there at the end. Um, actually took a hit. I remember my uh, his senior year fractured his back, and so it's kind of hemmed him up. But he was an incredible athlete there. So and then Amir Abdullah as well. He was a phenomenal running back, most explosive, low to the ground, shifty guy, and just phenomenal leader. I mean, talk about a guy that he was our he was our um, uh, Husker. Uh, powerlifter of the year, I think the two two years I played with him, and he was an absolute freak. So you moved from quarterback to receiver. I did. Because you were telling me earlier yeah. you just wanted to play. Yeah, I just wanted to get a chance to play. You know, when they got rid of Coach Riley or uh, Coach Pelini, Coach Riley came in, he brought in Coach Langsdorf. Coach Langsdorf, I believe, was coming from the Giants, and so there was a much more – pro style approach there where he's looking for a guy that looks like Eli Manning and I'm about the opposite end of the spectrum as you can get on that and so we're wanting to go you know seven step drop big angle game and just not really my cup of tea and so um when I realized I probably wanted to get a shot uh playing quarterback um I just wanted to play somewhere um, and at that time you know like I mentioned earlier you know um, I'm one of my best friend Sam Volte passed away in a car accident going into fall camp. He was our punter and he was our holder as well. And I had held in high school. And so they had a bunch of wildcat stuff and kind of, you know, some polecat or swinging gate packages that they wanted to do with, you know, our, our PAT team. And um, that was where they were like, hey, you know, at least we'll use you. My roommate at the time was our kicker, Drew Brown. And so I wanted to at least give Drew someone he could be confident and comfortable in. You know, make sure that 
he had a, a good, you know, mental state going into all those kicks and started working there, played a little bit more special teams, but then saw a chance to try and play some slot receiver too. So played there. Um, that was different. Uh, kind of got told that I'd be moving to receiver the day before we started fall camp. <laughs> so after the entire offseason could have been running routes and stuff, I was like, come on, man. Like, you're not going to let me know. I've never run a route in my life. <laughs> and so now you want me to go to do it at Division One level? Um, but played some, some receiver there. But I actually, when I first got my chance to step in the game was when I finally – you know, and this is kind of just a God thing. I think I got so fixated on myself and my dream and wanting to play quarterback, you know, that I wasn't ready um, as a leader and as a teammate to step into that role. And so when I finally was willing to kind of set aside my personal goals and willing to serve the team the best I could was when God came back around and was like, I think now you're ready. And so I actually got to my first snaps at quarterback came uh, versus Tennessee in the bowl game that I was slotted as a receiver. I actually took the field, both gloves on, <laughs> got my, my pass fire mouthpiece in. Uh, I say Lamar Jackson kind of copied my style because we looked, we looked pretty similar as far as the way we were dressing and, you know, so got to got to play a little bit quarterback, a little bit of everything, um, and got to really be a part of the team and, and have a role. Well, that's probably cool now as you're working with high school kids as coach. You can tell them, look, man, you just need to be a football player. Absolutely. That when you get to the next level, they'll they'll absolutely. If you can play, you can play. If you can play, they will find a way to get you on the field. And I tell guys is all you need is the opportunity. Once you have the opportunity, you do with it what you want. You know, you know. Preparation plus an opportunity is going to equal success. But if you get the opportunity and you have not prepared, you will not succeed. And so you've got to make sure that when you, that opportunity comes, you're ready for whatever role that is. And so we've got guys that play all over the place. I mean, our kicker this year, we had our kicker, and he quit the first week of, uh, before week one, uh, the week of week one. And so our kicker was actually one of our – he was a freshman. He was going to be playing like slot receiver and quarterback. A super dynamic athlete. I mean, he's playing varsity baseball this year as a freshman. Um, and I was like, hey, man, if you can do this, you know, we need it. And he was willing to step into it. And he took it serious, took it, you know, like uh, like it was his his role, perfected his craft, and it carried us a long way. You know, I mean, to, to make a run, you've got to have good special teams. Well, did it ever occur to you at Nebraska when you were finishing up your career that you might want to coach at the college level? So I thought about it, uh, you know, thought about trying to get in and GA, and that was kind of the time that I was kind of going through some, I guess you could say, identity stuff, you know, trying to figure out who I was, what I was going to be, um, you know, having my dad coach and then now my brother coaching was, you know, wanted to find a way to do something that was just unique and something different to me. And, you know, was fortunate to have a really cool career, did some private security contracting for several years, um, then did uh, ran a custom rifle business and precision rifle instruction uh, company and got to train all kinds of dudes, you know, from SWAT teams to, you know, big game hunters, loved it. Um, but it, I kept getting called back to football. You know, it was any time um, someone wanted to, you know, hear my story or some of the things I went to, I just realized I had all this experience that God had given me that it, I mean, shame on me if I'm not going to share that with the next generation. Right. I, I went to school with a guy that um, Milt Miller was a legendary coach in Georgia, and his son, we went to Georgia Southern together, and we used to, laugh and tell stories about his dad and he goes well it's funny to y'all you know he played for him 
and I mean, he's an engineer, so I mean, he didn't go into coaching, but he's like, yeah, this is all funny to you guys, but I lived with him. Right, you know, y'all right. weren't at home when right. we got our head kicked in, and he comes home and he doesn't speak to you all weekend, or he's mad. You right. know, you you see it from the player and the right. He's my dad, and he's coach. Right, and I, I mean, tell you, was, I tell you that dynamic is is unique. It is because you know my dad does a great job though of he doesn't carry stuff off the field. Um, now, I mean, he does carry in terms of brainstorming and innovation, um, but he you know. If I made a mistake on the field. He never held that to me after. Um, and then that's where, you know, I realize now, especially now, not only coaching um, and having played for him, but now being a father, I realize the stuff that he was trying to teach me and instill in me as a young man um, is the same stuff that now I'm trying to help teach my son. Um, and so there's so much about it that translates to life after football, you know, and I think that's so key. And a lot of what we do is, um, is helping guys understand that, look, life between the lines ends eventually. And the stuff that you're learning about, whether it's the mentality of playing football, whether it's the mentality of the run game, of being physical and attacking, um, you know, an adversary head on, that's going to be life one day. You know, you're going to have, you know, different adversities. You're going to have trials and setbacks. But you've developed this mindset of charging head on and knowing that you can conquer it and giving it everything you have because, um, you know, you've got depend people depending on you. You know, that's something that carries into life as a man, as a, a husband, a father. And you've gotten back, you know, you, you do your, your go off on your own. You do your thing that you're like, man, this is cool. I like doing yeah. this. I enjoy it. And then you get called back to, yeah. to coach at the high school level right. and you're reunited with your dad. I mean, did, did, yeah. did you have to – I mean, obviously, you know, I know what we're running. I know what we're doing. Right. How much has he changed, like, as far as his – Well, he loves changing stuff up. But, I mean, as far as the basics, you know, really the foundation, the fundamentals, it's all there. You like know? You, so you didn't have to, like, relearn the playbook. Oh, I mean, to an extent, yes. Um, I think what helped – I think the role that I kind of played was – helping guys understand you know i tell guys and this is where i guess i have some credibility is like look guys i played in it i was in your shoes but then i was also fortunate to be in your shoes and win a championship so i can tell you there's a method to the madness right, like there's right, right. there's science behind the crazy and that's where um it does it's not for everyone but also you know winning's not for everyone <laughs> you know so it's one of those things where uh you know to be elite to be different to stand out you know if you're going to be elite and be of a small group um then you can't do what everyone else is doing you know and so as far as the offense goes you know yeah, there's always, you know, ever-changing stuff. And just being uh, able to roll with it, I think, is what's helpful. And I've, I've, I know as a coach now, I've got to – guys are watching my reaction, you know. And so when there's something changed or there's something new, I've got to be very aware of how I respond, not just verbally but non-verbally with my body language. Right. with You know, because that, that, a lot of times that says more than anything. And so when I come into it, with confidence and hey guys look this is going to work this is going right. to be good for us they've got a much different approach you know and i think we're gonna we're, we'll we'll hit um we'll see the the fruit of that labor pay off you know sooner rather than later when you kind of come into it with that approach well and regardless of how unintelligent sometimes we think these children are and they may actually not be the best book they watch everything they do they do, do. Absolutely. Everything. They do pay attention. We no. we think they don't all the time, but they watch what we do. They do. And that's where I and think. And they pick up on. A hundred percent. 
I mean, if you don't believe it, just put something crazy out there on social media. They'll find you. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what I got to tell guys now is, man, social media, you got to be, that's a whole different podcast in itself. Well, I mean, but, but, yeah, you know, right. when it comes to just kids watching, you know, I see it with my son, man, I got to watch, I got to watch some of the stuff I say or do or how I respond or even if it's an inside joke, he thinks he's now on the inside. <laughs> and so he can, he can say it too. Or, so he figured it out it too. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where when he said something the other day and my wife and I, just looked at each other like he and she goes he's your son <laughs> like he's he is apple you. trees make apples yeah, yeah. she goes if that that if that apple didn't fall right next to the tree I don't know what <laughs> right. and how cool is it you know you're, you're coaching at the same school with your dad and you know he, he gets to you get to see him with you with your son I mean, he's right there. It's not oh, like yeah. you have to get in a truck and travel two hours to go see Pop no, Pop. I mean, no. he's a coach or whatever yeah, he calls it. He him. goes by Pop Pop. And so, so it's funny, there. though, because it's um, when I, I've learned when you become a grandparent, very different than when you're a parent. <laughs> yeah, <tell laughs> so he's uh, yeah. he absolutely adores my son. My my son looks up to him so much. He every time he comes over, he's running up to see Pawpaw, and he wants he'll put on a helmet and go show Pawpaw. And so it's one of those things where getting to have getting to be close like that is uh, is is great. You know, it, for this time of well, life, you get I to think see it's your a dad is a different. You know, you see him as a coach, you right. see him as your father. Now right. you're getting to see him as. You know, right. your son's grandfather. Yeah, and that's that's that's, cool. that's unique. And same thing with my mom. You know, my my brother and sisters becoming aunts and uncles. It's very uh, you just see different roles. Um, it's funny because it's almost like the role of responsibility, like kind of goes down and the role of you know getting to do all the fun stuff just increases tenfold yeah he can get him jacked up and Bro, send him back yeah to you. oh yeah get them all riled up so but no it's great I, I love getting to do you know coach with him and uh get to be a part of him because i know so much about what that program at apopka did for me as a young man um i know the value of it and so being able to not just have one coach that fully believes in it, but having another coach that has seen it, has, you know, bought into it and have it pay off tenfold has been, you know, I think it's, it's very, very impactful. So. Well, how are things, you know, this past year at DeLand? I mean, how are, what's it look like? I know, I mean, I know it didn't I, end like you wanted it to. Right. Right. But they made, you told me y'all reclassified this year in Florida and you, yep. you said whoever comes out of y'all's region is going to yeah, be, that's going to be, that's going to be the highway to hell. Like we've been talking about, that's going to be quite the battle. Um, but no D land's got a lot, a lot going for it. We're making big strides. The biggest thing is, is I tell you what, when, when my dad goes into a program, like I said, it's not your usual program it's not your typical approach and there's a lot of um shell shock usually that takes place but the kids at DLAN, our players have bought into this program almost almost instantly you know and so i think we saw that this year with you know last year we won first district championship and i believe it was over 10 years um and then you know we lost first round of the playoffs to osceola um and i think port uh, you know, a portion was just like, hey, won a district championship, made the playoffs. Just happy to be here. And <laughs> we're looking around like, you got to be kidding me, man. <laughs> like, we're just losing sleep, like, not happy. But there was that same hunger in in players, too. And so this year, you know, we, uh, we went um, – one district again, won a regional championship, 
Um, ended up losing the fourth round to Venice uh, in the semifinals. Um, outstanding pro- program, great team, great atmosphere, possibly one of the coolest atmospheres um, I've gotten to coach or play in in high school football. Um, I've seen Lakeland. Um, you know, I've seen, you know, some some pretty cool atmospheres, but getting to coach and play in it, they've got a very, very unique setup that is I don't know. I, th- I I have to think it's intentional, but I, there's a psychological aspect that goes into it with the fog and with the horns. And I mean, because when, when you've got an atmosphere like that and these kids, I mean, there's only, this is the second time in school history we made it to the, to the semifinals. And so these kids have only ever heard the, you know, the myth or the stories of, you know, when D land made it that far and then to step in there and you've got this atmosphere, like you've never seen before, you know, it can set the stage, uh, you know, pretty, pretty bright, but you know, we had a great team, um, getting to coach quarterbacks. I love it. You know, obviously that's, that was what I played there at Apopka played in college too. And, um, so coaching TJ, who was our, our senior quarterback this year, got to coach him for two years this year. He ended with over 3000 total yards, 33 plus touchdowns and zero interceptions. And I like to take that zero interceptions as a little, little badge on my shirt <laughs> because that's one where he made huge strides in just his, his reading coverages, you know, reading routes and concepts and um, just being very lethal with the shots that we did take because – you know, you know my dad's offense. We ain't throwing it 20, 30 times a game. <laughs> I told TJ, look, like if – Throw the ball air, in the bag our, and the bag on the bus. Yeah, our, <laughs> our air raid offense is like, you know, if we throw it 15, it's like, whoa, look at the land. They're slinging it everywhere. <laughs> you know, and so, um, you know, he did a great job with the shots that we did take. Um, and so it helps having dynamic playmakers like Javon Ross. I mean, that kid – one of the most dynamic players I've ever seen play on on grass. You know, he played both sides of the ball for us. I mean, he literally has the ability to flip an entire game in his own hands. Uh, he did that versus Spruce Creek in the playoffs. We were down ten seven, and he gets um, he gets a uh, we hand him we run counter. He takes it for about sixty. Gets back on defense at safety. Linebacker puts a hat on the ball, pops the ball out, takes one bounce. He catches on the run, takes it for 40, turns right back around, goes to play safety, gets a pick. We go, hey, you're hot, man. Let's feed, you know, feed the hot hand. Hand him sweep, takes it for another touchdown. So literally flips the entire game in about three minutes. So. Yeah, those kind of kids make us look really, really good. Oh, yeah. Like, we, know, we know coaching. what we're we doing. Oh, oh, absolutely. I can tell you how many scoop and score drills we do in practice, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we work on that every day. Absolutely. So what? Um, when are you going to? Sit in the big chair. You know, I'm not talking about take because your daddy ain't gonna quit. Oh no, that ain't no, happening. No, no. I'm not I told my about, dad already. I'm not talking about taking over for him. I'm talking about when are you going to decide that you want to be a head coach? You know, I I do think you know I've told my dad right now whatever if I take a head job it's not going to be in the same state as you. <laughs> there, there's no chance I'm playing you on my schedule regularly, and so. and so you know I told him you know if there was ever a chance to do it you know it would be somewhere different but uh what I've learned with especially with my dad you know when we've had the most success I think the coaches the staff that he's had around him it's that's the biggest difference I've seen and so you know being young 
it takes me time to kind of get to know the different guys that are out there coaching and, and find the guys that are truly have the same calling as you and have the same purpose and mindset and approach, um, or at least are able to, you know, uh, push towards that same purpose uh, from a different angle. Right. So, you know, I I honestly haven't really thought about it a ton. Um, just right now I'm just enjoying kind of getting to, to – add to what we're doing right. um, and learning as much as I can because there's so much that I, I have zero experience in from the coaching you know standpoint right. and so there's well, a lot like that, I've told people the X and O part is what it is the raising money dealing with parents dealing with your teachers and the staff dealing right. with all the other stuff that's the that's the thing that and and it doesn't matter. I, I can I could do a million podcasts. You could come listen to other older coaches and that are far no way more than I do talk about or even your dad. We can tell you guys, you younger guys, until we're blue in the face, but until you experience it, right? You just there's no you're never ready. But I mean, you can prepare. But I mean, because there's so much that goes on this outside of the actual football part of it, mm-hmm. and. The seasons only but I, but last I'm, for so long. Right, but I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to think, hey, man, go for it. I mean, right. when you feel like you're ready, you know, right. if you feel like God's put you in a place to, that that's which, where you need to be, man. Yeah. Well, and, and if I've learned anything, the way that God works is – He'll open that door and you're going to be where you're supposed to. Yeah, you're going to be where you're supposed to be. (laughs) You know, if you're not supposed to be there, he's going to push you out of that situation. And, you know, so that's really where, you know, whatever God has called for me, you know, if he presents it, you know, I'll follow it. That's what I've learned throughout my career, especially, you know, at Apopka having my injuries and having those concussions and, you know, going through that and trying to decide whether, you know, I should be playing football and getting to Nebraska. Having the you know battling for that co- or that quarterback position, losing that job, at that point trying to decide: Do I go to another school? Do I transfer? You know, do I go to a JUCO bounce back? Do I? You know, I looked at possibly transferring to Auburn. You know, looking at you know, okay, what is that situation, and am I supposed to be there? And I remember thinking I had this like clear as day moment, realizing you know God brought me to Nebraska for a reason. You know, I don't know what it was, but I remember having come complete peace with the fact that I needed to go to Nebraska. And I think it was to build me into this man um, that I was supposed to be as a husband, as a father. And so the year that I decided I was going to stay at Nebraska because I wanted to be a part of, you know, that Nebraska football program, I wanted to be a part of that Husker Nation, um, I ended up meeting my wife the next year. And so realizing that if I would have taken that in the moment, what sounded best or what sounded the most, um, you know, like – whatever I should do for my personal goals, you know, almost scares me to think that where I'd be without my, without my wife and without my son. Right. Well, that's awesome. Well, Coach, I sure do wish you the best of luck. I can't wait to see what you get into. Oh, absolutely. And um, I'm, we're going we're gonna to make sure – I know he's going to listen. Uh, <laughs> we're going to make sure you, you got – got a ring over one of your brothers and you got on a, on my podcast before your dad did. Yeah, absolutely. I told, him, probably going to I told him on that phone call, right, when he asked me how the how the clinic went. I was like, yeah, it went great, but I got to go. I got to jump on this son, this son coach's podcast. He's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so, But I sure do appreciate, appreciate hey. you coming on, man. It's great to see you. Great to meet you. And um, love to have you on again sometime. No problem. Thanks so much for the opportunity. It was great to meet you as well. Thank you.